Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right, this week I have with me, we have uh, Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. We have Jeff Bishop. Hello, everyone. We have Leslie Dixon. Hello. And Mr. Charles Heiser. Welcome back. Ooh, I'm Mr. Hi. I was about to say that. Oh, he's Mr. <laughs> well, you know, got to say, got to do something for the last person. And Leslie's the only woman on the show today. Yay, me. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that remains to be seen. <laughs> you sound, I was going to say, you sound so enthused, Leslie, about being on our show. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Yay, me, so, woo-ha. All right, so this week, we wanted to go ahead and continue the At Home series that we started last week. Last week, we started talking about working from home. So this week, we want to kind of go stress-free and talk about how to stay entertained at home in in this environment where we don't really go out as much and we have to stay indoors in our own environments. So we want to go ahead and talk about the different things that we use for entertainment to keep us stress-free and just to pass the time. So I want to go around and first talk to everybody about how in general, you stay entertained, like what, what things that you do at home that are fun for you to be entertained and to uh, experience life without being able to be as social as we have. So uh, to start us off, I'm going to put Leslie on the spot. Oh, really? Okay. Consequences of being the only girl, I guess. I, aside from, from hanging out uh, on Team Talk with everybody on the server um, and just talking and chit-chatting, I, I'd say one of my primary sources for entertainment is reading. I do, you know, like to watch movies and shows sometimes and and play games, but I get probably one of the, my most sources of entertainment is, is always going to be a good book. Okay. And uh, now, Jeff, what about you? What are, what are some things that you use at home to stay entertained? So I, I assume we just want one, right, for now? We're gonna no, go around well, no, just in general. Like, what, what you feel is your main way of... Oh, my top one. Oh. oh, well, my top one is podcasts. I subscribe to, I think, 331 now. And uh, I like to vary it up in reference to what I listen to. And that's uh, one way that I like to stay entertained, whether I'm at home or I'm out exercising, you know, taking a walk. Uh, I can take a podcast with me. So that's my go-to thing, you know, besides reading. So that's what I'd like. All right, Charles, what about you? I'm also a pretty big reader. Um, I've actually been a lot of fanfic stuff lately, but I have some book series on my list that I need to get to. Socializing on Team Talk has been a big one lately. And I actually find that because I'm in the house more, uh, doing a lot of things around the house like I I've started to cook a lot more for example all right and Jason what about you so for me you know like Leslie one of my big ones is uh coming up on team talk talking with you guys and um I also have been reading but I've also been listening to a lot more music recently um I'm sure that has nothing to do with the fact that I got a home pod but you know not at all <laughs> that would never have anything to do with it i can't imagine right um but yeah like i I've, I've i've been listening to a lot of uh, uh a lot more music recently so yeah for me i've been trying to do a little bit of everything and and i think the thing that people should take away from this is your hobbies right now are essential Really, don't let yourself not do what you enjoy, because what's really the the issue is we're stuck at home. We can get out more and more as places are open up. If opening up, if you feel like you can do that, but at the same time, if you have a hobby, right now is the best time to do that, to experience it, 
to live it because uh, we're, we're at home, you know, it, you might as well do what you enjoy. For me, of course, video games uh, are a big thing for me. Uh, reading, I'm reading two books right now, uh, movies, TV shows, all of those things are very important to me to stay stress-free. You know, one of my other big things that I love to do is swimming, and I can't do that this summer. So I am relying more on my other outlets to uh, stay stress-free and relaxed because you have to do that. Um, you know, we can't go to movie theaters. I'm very disappointed that I can't go see the new Marvel movie coming out this month, uh, Black Widow, because it's not oh, going to be in theaters. So I'm looking for content on Netflix and Hulu and Prime Video that I have not seen to kind of fill the gap before, you know, you go crazy with not being able to see, you know, what there is out there to, to watch. And, you know, that, that kind of starts us off in, in the uh, realm of all the different things that I want to talk about. And um, I want to go through and see what video apps you guys are using for movies or audio described content or whatever you watch. So I'd like to hear some ideas of some things that you use and why or why not. And um, how do you get your video or audio content? So one of the things that I've done is I've used a lot of the Apple podcast app. Like when I'm like, I really kind of want to listen to an audio thing. Uh, there are, of course, other podcast options, but the podcast apps are already on my phone. And what can I say? I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'll do that when I'm in the mood for podcasts. I tend to get my books from Bard. But uh as far as video content, mostly Netflix and Hulu and YouTube, depending on the type of video content I, I'm looking to consume. You know, whether it's stuff that I find entertaining, like, you know, things about cars, even though I can't drive them, of course, I would do that on YouTube. Um, but, you know, actual shows, Hulu and, and Netflix, although I haven't really been watching a lot of Netflix and Hulu recently which is a little surprising because i've been terrible at it <laughs> and these guys know it while i've i've had it and i mean i even have apple t plus and i haven't even really looked that much which kind of a shame i was really glad to see um yesterday i think yeah i think it was yesterday that audible and the well actually not so much audible but uh, a lady now has the ability to play audible everywhere because that's one thing, when I'm listening to a book, I like to do it while I'm doing other things. So now I can start my book, uh, have it play everywhere in the house, and then be able to listen to it as I go from room to room, cleaning or straightening things and uh, doing other stuff. So that's been a really nice new discovery uh, that just started very recently because it uh, wasn't available when I checked it last week. And um, I've been... Primarily for shows, that kind of thing. I like Amazon Prime, uh, partly because I have subscriptions to uh, Stars and HBO and um, can watch shows that way uh, through the Amazon Prime app. I have not tried to rent movies that are out in theaters yet, but that is available as an option there. Um, it's also available through Fandango, which... Uh, I started one day to attempt to figure out and never finished what I was doing. So I haven't tried that yet, but uh, it's something I need to work on. Now, let me jump in real quick there uh, with a question. Your Stars and HBO subscriptions, are they part of Amazon Prime? Or are they separate subscriptions through Amazon? They are separate subscriptions through Amazon. You can do Stars, HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, I think. CBS All Access can all be subscribed to through Amazon, and then it shows up in your Amazon Prime. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's, That's interesting. interesting. Mm -hmm. So I can watch Amazon Prime movies or TV shows, and then when I want to go watch something in a, a show on Stars or HBO, I can go to that area of the Prime app. And then do they just tack that onto your your Prime subscription, or...? No, yeah, I actually pay uh, a separate monthly fee for those. 
I think. Uh, okay. Now let me. I think Stars is like ten dollars a month, and HBO is sixteen. Now let me point out something here, and Jason, I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing this. One of the things that I just got is the Magic Keyboard for the iPad, and I have been watching The Expanse, which I just finished on Amazon Prime. And there are keyboard shortcuts for iPad in Amazon Prime. Ooh. As in space will I start didn't and know stop. About that. Space will start and stop video uh, playback, and I could press left and right arrow to seek forward and back in cool. the uh, in the video. I think that's true in Netflix as well. Um, so basically, guys, if you have a iOS device, at least I think this works on the iPhone too. Um, but if you have an iOS device or iPad with a keyboard and you want to see if your apps have shortcuts, just hold the command key for a second and it'll bring up an overlay listing the available shortcuts in the app if there are any. And then you can just do a two-finger scrub or on the keyboard, I think it's VO accent if you don't have an escape key to uh, get out of that overlay. Hmm, good to know. I did not remember that working on the iPhone the last time I tried it, but it's been a little while. So it may now. I will try it after the show. You know, it's been really interesting watching video content from home. I I have really been eager about the Apple TV platform. And so I've been watching quite a bit of content you know, on that. But now, you know, you can get a bunch of HBO content and stuff like that on the Apple TV platform now. I also watch video content through the TV app. So... If you subscribe to CBS All Access, for example, then you can watch through the TV app, but the problem with that is you don't get audio description. So depending upon the content that you're actually watching will depend on what apps and choices you want to use. We use a lot of Netflix around here and not as much Hulu, although we have a Hulu subscription. I have not gotten the audio description feature to work very well on Hulu myself. I know others have, but I have not gotten that to work very reliably. And then I have been buying movies like crazy during this whole, you know, stay at home situation and watching those and also TV shows. <laughs> so my credit card has been getting to work out with a lot of iTunes content and video content. So that's kind of how I watch all my video content. And Jason, you've talked about yours. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So for me, my watching habits have been a lot, you know, I've been watching The Expanse and that's kind of been my go-to right now. But I use a lot of Apple TV plus Netflix and Hulu. And I'm very intrigued right now as to what Leslie talked about earlier with adding CBS All Access and HBO into Prime Video. Because if they offer audio description in that, you know, I have, uh, you know, Aaliyah has a um, Amazon Fire TV. I have one of those. We have our Echo Shows. We have devices that support Prime Video. And I'm kind of wondering if um, I should get some of my subscriptions on there and integrate those into one place. Because that would be a neat way to kind of combine a lot of those services into one. So I'm just excited about, you know, what we're getting with with like um, Prime Video and what is is possible there. I'm really excited about trying that out whenever we get done with the show because I'm I'm really curious what all can be added there uh, because they have some great content and if you could kind of roll that into there, that would be awesome. Plus, I don't know, have you guys heard of the app Movies Anywhere? I've heard of it. I've never actually used it before. Well, Movies Anywhere is an yeah, app. I'm not sure if I've heard of it or not. Yeah, we use it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's a very cool app that lets you move your all of your or most of your purchased movies from one service to another. Ooh, nice. I need that. So if you have movies in iTunes, it can move them to Google or Windows. I don't know what the uh, Windows, the Microsoft equivalent is called. It might just be called Movies and TV. But uh, you can find all your movies in the in the uh, Microsoft Store app in Windows that you had that you purchased in iTunes, and that's really cool. So, and it would be kind of neat if it would move those. I don't know if it moves those over to Prime or not. I'll have to log into the app. But 
it's a really neat app to be able to move your purchases between the different services. So if you haven't checked that one out, Movies Anywhere. It's like the video version of SongShift. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if you're not aware, SongShift is an so. app to move uh, songs from Apple Music to Spotify and vice versa. Michael, I haven't, so far in the content that I've watched through the Amazon Prime app with HBO, uh, Stars, that kind of thing, I haven't found anything yet with audio description, but I haven't specifically been looking for it either. So the couple of shows that I do watch have not had it. Yeah. So really cool stuff. All right, let's talk about um, how do you read your books? What apps do you use for books? And so I think a lot of people have ideas on this, but um, Jeff, what what ways do you use, what apps do you use for reading books? Well, it depends on where I get the content from. My first choice is Audible, then Bard, and then if I can get stuff from other sources that's strictly MP3, then I'll load it into Voice Dream Reader. I find that the sources like that for Voice Dream Reader, I tend to listen to audio dramas that I get from you know other sources other than Audible. I'd rather not get those in Audible format if I can help you know help it at all. So that's what I tend to use. I don't use Kindle that much, and I don't use iBooks. I just don't find that to be as compelling of a of a reading experience. I'll use Bookshare for technical books. So if I need to go research a topic, you know, that's more technical in nature and I want to read about that or cut code snippets out of a book and things like that, then I'll I'll use Bookshare for that. But yeah, that's what I use. And Leslie, you're you're another big reader in the group. What about you? What are, what are your preferences? It depends on what I'm uh where I'm getting my content from. I use Audible sometimes. And I will use that to read, uh, especially if I'm doing stuff around the house. I like to use that to read across my Amazon devices as I'm doing work around the apartment. And I also use Bard a lot. Um, so those, I would say, are pretty interchangeable to me. When I'm using Bard, I will more often than not uh, download that to my Victor Stream rather than use the Bard app on my phone or on an iPad. But um, on occasion, I'll use the app as well. And then if I'm feeling like I need to build up my Braille skills, I'll use the Amazon Kindle app and a Braille display and read from that. And that's usually for books that are for entertainment. And then if I'm reading more nonfiction books, I was doing this a lot with uh, in the books Apple Books app when I was do Bible studies it was easier to find them in the books app than it was on Amazon or on Kindle. So I use that a lot more for study material and also use the Braille display or just have voiceover read it. You know, I think if I were to use a Braille display to read books, one of the features I would really like, because one of the things I've had, I've owned several, I've owned two Braille displays and I love them, but I just feel like having to press a panning button really disrupts my place and puts me off of what I'm reading. So I know that they were they like they had the Neo Braille and others that were in in testing that had um automatic panning whenever you get to the end of a line. Is there still anything out there like that or have those products kind of gone down the drain? Because if there was such a I thing, I would love it. I haven't experimented with it, but I know you can set that up in the Bard app, if you're reading from a Braille display in the Bard app, you can set up uh, auto panning in there. But I don't know how that works with the display itself, if that's something you have to turn on in the display as well, or if it auto turns the content in the app. But I did notice it in settings. Well, the way that some of them worked was they could actually detect as you would be reading the Braille, the Braille pushed down. And so when you get to the end of the line, it would pan it to the next line. So I'm wondering if any of those kind of displays are still being produced because that would be neat. See, and I feel like that's the way I would prefer the, it to work because when I had access to um, the Braille note, the Braille note had auto panning as well. But 
it was a timed thing, so you would have to speed it up or slow it down depending on how fast you read. And I noticed that sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if the sentence was shorter, I would get to the end of the line and then have to wait for the pan to go up uh, to, to happen. And of course, if I sped it up to fix it, then it was too fast. And so there was just never really a good, happy medium for me. I know there is also mul- uh, multi-line e-reader things. Like I think there's one called like the Newt 360 or something. Um, a friend of mine actually has gotten it. It's a, I don't think he physically has the device yet, but I believe it's a nine-line display, 40 cells each, I think, is how that works. And according to what he was told, it doesn't function as a Braille display yet, but supposedly that's down the line, I guess. Something maybe done in a firmware update, I would imagine. Um, so that's also an interesting alternative too. Expensive, I'm sure, but still. But I would still love to get my hands on one of those. I've I've been excited about that idea since that came out. Yeah, I I mean I think that would have, because I love Braille. I like to be able to read Braille, but there's something that's just jarring by having to press a button to move to the next line. So I've kind of I've sold both Braille displays for that reason and. I, I would love just being able to just sit there and be like, okay. Plus, you know, Orbit's coming out with a, a few new devices uh, soon. They have the Orbit Reader 20 Plus and the Orbit Reader 40 coming out in June or July. So those will be interesting. But I would just love one with auto panning. I'll play with the uh, the display in the BART app after the show and see how that works. Cool. All right, let's talk about, uh, we, we've talked about, you know, what we do, our main things. We've talked about video. We've talked about books. What about video games? I know all of us here, uh, or most of us here, play video games. So, you know, they may not be video games. They may just be audio games, but same same concept. So do you guys feel that that uh, helps with the uh, stress of being at home all the time? Or uh, what, what are y'all's thoughts on games in general? And they don't just have to be PC games. They could be mobile games, anything. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. I think depending on the type of game in question, it definitely does help. I feel like there are certain games where it's easier you know, to play you know, by yourself. Um, but there are definitely games uh, that are more fun to play with friends. And I mean, like, actually talking to the friends that you're playing with. Like, you know, we've all played some of the uh, RS games together, talking. And there's just something about that. Like, it's it's not the same as playing with some online player that you, you know, have never met halfway across the world. Even if the games do have a chat system. I just, I love that instant interaction talking to people while playing games it's some of the games that i've played um and i think i've picked this in the past are fighting fantasy games and so the way those work they're a uh what was called a game book so what you would do is you would you would have a storyline and you would have actions that you could pick for each of the um scenarios in the story or each of the things you were trying to do and as I understand it, initially you had a, a some sort of instruction that would say, like, you know, if you want to do this, then turn to page 432, um, and then you would see how your uh, story would play out. And it would also depend on how dice were rolled. Um, but there is a website called Fighting Fantasy Project. It's ffproject.com, which, again, I, I think I picked it before and they have a whole host of game books and the nice thing about them is you can play them on basically anything i've even played them on uh if anybody remembers the um uh before the trekker breeze the uh the maestro trekker uh pdas that you could get the windows mobile ones i've played them on that before and those have very slow web browsers (laughs) so and you know before we move on jason you also play uh, D&D online, is that correct? Yes, I do, actually. I had forgotten to mention that. Uh, yeah, we, my, my girlfriend and I, we have um, a group of people that we play D&D with, um, which, of course, is 
that type of a game. It's mostly um, story being told to you from the game master. And like the game books, of course, what happens depends on rolling of the dice, but you have different campaigns and things you can you can have. Um, and it, there's, there's more than just D&D. We're actually playing uh, Call of Cthulhu, which is a lot of um, HP Lovecraft stuff, so you're probably going to die or go insane or... <laughs> Something like that. It's pretty common in those types of games. And if you're sighted, there's visual resources you can have. There's maps and things, and there's sounds that you can have. And the game master can stream sounds to your computer. Unfortunately, a lot of the software that we've tried to use have not really been the most accessible. But luckily, the GM that we have is really good about working around it and tracking my stats for me because the interactive stat tracking thing that we use again doesn't really read but yeah i we we do play um some rpg games leslie what about you what is your thought on you know gaming as far as being relaxing and and that kind of thing i like the for just like long-term playing i like the the rp games because again i love to read and it's like a story and i love that interaction about it more than I like the activities in the game, such as, you know, combat and different things. I love the interaction with other players and kind of setting my story the way I think it should go, but then having to adjust for that when my character interacts with other characters and they throw something in there that I wasn't expecting. Uh, so that's kind of fun, but it's time consuming. So it's not always an option. As uh, much as I would love to be able to do that, say, uh, on my lunch break at work, uh, it's not really practical to jump on and attempt to play for 30 minutes because, you know, something may happen that I can't get out of very quickly. So um, for things like that, I love some of the RS games. Um, it's, like Jason said, definitely fun to be able to talk to the people that you're playing with in real time, talk about what you're doing and, and laugh about what's being done in the game. And then well, I have things like Audio Rush and Dusk and Black Box that are more simple challenges that I can sit down and play anywhere. I can pull out my phone when I have that, you know, five or 10 minutes left in my lunch break, or I'm sitting at a doctor's office waiting for an appointment. It's something I can do quickly. It's something I can do by myself. Um, I can put in earphones and do it quietly. And uh, it just presents some small challenges and fun things to do. So there's always little different ways to keep myself entertained. And of course, you always have to insult your friends good-naturedly when you're playing something like RS games. <laughs> it's just kind of part of it. Well, absolutely. Because <laughs> um, that's part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very competitive, so um, I we had a friend, uh, her and I would sit down and play Uno with the kids, and we'd play a couple games with the kids, and then we'd send the kids to their room so that we could get really ugly about it and <laughs> <laughs> insult each other and cheat and <laughs> do whatever oh, we had to do. Goodness. So I just uh, uh, we could make it a lot more entertaining for the adults. <laughs> Does anybody remember the kitchen sink games? Do you guys remember those? Uh, no, I don't think so. So there were these like self-voicing audio games that um this guy named uh Jim Kitchen, who I believe has passed away unfortunately. Um, actually, I think that's a, been a while ago. Um, but he had these different games, and uh, they would you know they were self-voicing, and um, you could actually. Uh, play multiplayer and so we were playing my my stepdad and I were playing life and um, it was actually kind of nice one of the few instances where I I don't dislike the idea of having multiple voices because you could pick you know you could you could pick the voices for each character and um, so we we each did we we picked a voice that we wanted for each 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 character and uh, we were playing life and I think i don't remember how it happened but his character ended up retiring and becoming a philosopher he's i just remember him being like 
no, I don't know how to <laughs> fill us off. And I just lost it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite like gaming memories with him. <laughs> so my my favorite, uh, Jeff. What about you, real quick? What what games or do you? Uh, what games or audio games or whatever do you play? Well, I love all kinds of games. I, I've been into word games lately, but there's some cool stuff coming this summer. I think that I think people are going to be excited about. Those of you who have played Audio Wizards, which is a... Well, I think it's actually on multiple platforms, isn't it? I think it's on multiple platforms. Well, they're coming out with a multiplayer Audio Wizards game. And it's going to run on Windows only. And for those that like the Papa Sangre games, they're coming back too. So everyone get excited about that. I think that's, uh, I think that's awesome. So I just wish we had more multiplayer games, you know, on iOS or, you know, so that you could play against people. We don't have a lot of those right now, which is unfortunate, but that's what I like to play. Something where I can get in and get out pretty quick and not take too much time. So as everybody knows, I'm a huge gamer. I love everything involved with gaming. I have an Xbox. I have a Windows PC dedicated to gaming. I have... Uh, a Nintendo Switch. So gaming makes up a big part of my life. And as much as I do enjoy um, playing MUDs with these guys, I also have to, you know, indulge the visual part of my video gaming uh, love. So I play a lot on my Xbox. I've back, I'm back to getting achievements like crazy, crazy. And I just love playing games. I've always loved being uh, into video games. And so... A lot on my Xbox, a lot on, you know, Windows and the Switch. And it's just nice that we have options now. And there's more and more accessibility being added to these systems. Like there's um, Narrator on Xbox and even on the Switch, there's a Zoom feature. So that makes me very happy. And of course, all the great features we have on Windows. Plus, you know, being able to test things with the insider programs for Windows and Xbox and, and different things like that just make it really worth being a gamer. The thing that does disappoint me is that the Mac just is very lacking in that area. But now that the iPad is getting better keyboard and trackpad support and has Xbox controller support, I think we're going to see the, X, the uh, iPad uh, and other uh, devices like that really step up to be better gaming devices in the future. So I'm pretty excited about that uh, with, you know, what we get with iOS 14 and all those things. We'll see what happens. And Catalyst. Mm-hmm. So, and also, are you sure you're playing games? Because I always thought you would just be yelling off in the background, just talking about random demons, just sitting there talking to yourself, you know? Yeah, I play a lot of Doom. <laughs> uh, I got Doom Eternal and beat it. Or I actually have not beaten Doom Eternal yet which is crazy because I've had it for over a month. So it's amazing. The things you can hear though, when people get into their games though. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's just really very cool. Difficult to tell when Michael's gaming and when he's doing code, because the rage is very similar. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same with Aaliyah. True. But no, gaming is a very big part of my life, and I, I love it. And probably after this podcast, I will go game. <laughs> but the one thing I love about the Switch is it's very good quality graphics, and you could carry it around with you in your pocket if you wanted to, almost. So it's really cool what we can do now. And, you know, I think the last thing I want to bring up is is music. You know, music is a very big, important thing for stress relief we can really release our stress through listening and jamming out to music and it's interesting looking at the different ways that we do that because what i consider stress relieving music is not that way to somebody else and their music may be stress relieving to them and not to me like for instance I'm very much into the heavy, kind of heavy metal or techno or EDM kind of music. And Aaliyah 
loves all kinds of music, but she listens to a lot of country, which is not necessarily always my thing. But heavy metal is not her thing. So it's very interesting looking at the different types of music and how it affects us. So what music, like how does music affect you and what music services do you um, use? And to start this off, the, the musician himself, let's go with Jason. <sighs> On that note, wah, wah, <clears throat> I did it. I, 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 I made that joke. Um, ha, 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 ha. Just keeping you guys sharp. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to oh, edit boom. that out of the show. <laughs> wow. We're going to edit that out of the show. That joke <laughs> fell flat. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like that one. <laughs> yep. Wow. No, um, <laughs> no, Where's the um, crash symbol when we need it? Right. Well, that would require me to go to the keyboard and all that good stuff. But anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, since I brought up the keyboard, um, you know, one of the things that I have found that really... It, I mean, it, it may not help, but at least it, it helps me express myself is, is playing music. I mean, I've been on the server before and, you know, maybe have not been feeling quite myself and my music will give it away. It will give it away. Whether I want it to or not, it will give it away. But it's it, there's just something about being able to just walk up to the keyboard and just play that's just really therapeutic sometimes it's simply entertaining sometimes it is stress relieving you know so it's i i would be really lost without my music um and you know um my my apple music because i can't play all the music all the time you know i gotta listen to other people you know and and learn different styles and maybe be inspired to make a, a piece of music, but I totally would be lost without my Apple Music, which is really the only streaming service that I'm paying for. I do have Pandora and Amazon Music available to me, though I rarely, rarely use them. It would be more apt to use the free version of Pandora more so than Amazon Music, just because I kind of forget that I have it as part of my, the free version, as part of my Amazon account. But definitely Apple Music, I, I, <laughs> I use that all the time. So, yeah. I have the free version of both Pandora and Amazon, and I would say primarily I listen to Pandora uh, just for the variety. I can put on, say, my favorite station. I tend to default to Imagine Dragons Radio or Sublime, and that's kind of where my music, the type of music that I like to listen to, runs to. But sometimes I want to hear jazz if I just want to relax and lay on the couch or lay in bed and listen to some jazz and kind of calm myself down. That's my way of doing it. Um, but then sometimes I want to just have fun and dance around the house or um, I do a lot of belting out tunes in the shower. So I'm sure my neighbors may or may not appreciate that. Hey, this is a um, song for you. It's called Singing in the Shower by Rebe uh, Becky G. <laughs> Perfect. So I tend to be a little bit like an iPod shuffle where I sing bits and pieces of songs. Uh, might sing a line or two from one, move on to another, go back and forth between the same two songs. It, it doesn't really matter. So that's kind of fun. It, you know, if I'm not singing along to music, then I can entertain myself that way. But it's mostly for me, it's, it's Amazon and Pandora. And I listen to Amazon really only when I want to hear music by one specific artist. So if, uh, like when Rico Kasich died, I came home and had it play everything they had from the cars. And that's really the only time I use that. But I don't subscribe to Apple Music or any other service. Because you're weird. I know I am, but we knew that already. And, uh... Every well, once in a while, if I want to listen to the radio, I will ask a lady to play a certain radio station, or I will have it play directly through iHeartRadio, but I don't do that often either. But there are a lot of people that don't pay for Spotify, Apple Music, or the others, so it's pretty normal. So, nah. Jeff, what about you? <laughs> I'm a big Apple Music fan, and so that's what I tend to listen to, or I listen to my own music, and that's what I uh, tend to listen to. People collect their own music. 
I know. So for me, I love, like you guys, I love Apple Music. I also love Spotify because they have a lot of remixes and different things that I can't always find on Apple Music. So I have both subscriptions and, and I love them both. Plus Spotify has some things that you could do that you cannot do with uh, uh, Apple Music, like APIs and uh, certain other things. But, you know, I love the social nature of both platforms where you could share playlists and different things and have people follow you. On Apple Music, I'm actually starting a covers uh, playlist that is shared. So um, you can follow me on Apple Music and get that playlist. And so any submissions of covers that you love, you know, I'm always open for because I'm always looking for new covers. And so uh, I don't know about these guys, but, you know, you can email me directly if you want. I don't want to, you know, you know, if you want to add to that playlist and just let me know if you'd like to share it and, you know, we can make that happen because I love uh, that kind of music. Covers are my favorite some of my favorite things to listen to because it's interesting hearing new takes on different songs. Michael, can I bring up something about Spotify that I think is really irritating? Sure. And, and that is this whole exclusive thing for podcast feeds now where, you know, these podcast providers like Wondery and, and places like that are moving specific content from their feeds to Spotify only. So if you are subscribing, you know, using Overcast or another client, then you're not going to get that content. I, I'm not exactly sure how this is working, but there are a bunch of podcasts doing that. And I just think that's a really bad idea from a podcast platform perspective. And it's something we won't do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, you know, I mean, I we don't have our con- people being on Spotify, mm-hmm. but, but don't make it exclusive. I mean, you're, right. you're is cutting it- out a big portion of your audience but is it really that much different right. than video streaming specific shows video streaming specific content you know stranger things with netflix i mean you can't watch that on well, amazon prime well sure but but podcasts have always been an open platform right it's been an open standard and for i mean people can do whatever they want but they're going to lose listeners that way for example i i will not subscribe to podcasts in the spotify app it's just not how i do things right you know so I, I'm not interested in in changing the way that I consume content if if they're going to continue to to do that now. Perhaps what they're doing, and it's unclear, and maybe someone can fill us in, email us, let us know. But maybe what they're doing is they're only putting up new episodes everywhere <coughs> else, but cutting away their old catalog and only putting that on Spotify. Who knows? But I wish they would make that clear. Because the way that it gets announced, it makes it sound like the feeds that you're subscribed to are going to go dead. And I just I just find that extremely irritating. Right. I, I agree. I, I'm not on enough podcasts that, that makes a difference, but I can understand, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was just playing devil's advocate, really. But one of the yeah, things... Th- th- there's, an, there's another network called Parcast, and they've been announcing this week a lot of their shows are moving off to Spotify. And they make it sound like, you know, yeah, this is exclusively on Spotify. I'm like, oh, okay. We we will always be on all the different platforms. But for me, you know, music is is a big thing because you know, you can you can become stressed free through music. You can share it, you can relate to it, and it defines our memories, really. So that's why I feel music is a very essential way to stay stress-free. So I prefer all of the, you know, Apple Music and Spotify. One of the things I like about Spotify is the crossfade that you can set up. I'm really a big fan of that, so. I think you can set that up in Apple Music, too. But I think you cannot. You do it. I thought you could. I thought you could do it in the music settings. If you can, that's new. Unless you, that's only for content from your library. You can do it on the computer, but I've not seen a setting for it in iOS. Maybe not, but I thought I thought I saw it. Maybe not. I don't know. I know there's sound check, mm-hmm. but maybe that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Do you guys have any other topics we want to talk about before we wrap up today? I think the only other thing I would really have to say is, you know, don't feel 
guilty about laughing in this time because we need laughter. Don't feel guilty about, you know, being entertained, finding a way to escape for a while because we need to do that. You know, that's why we have these games. That's why we have music. That's why we have, you know, our books. That's why we have all these, all these ways to, to, to entertain ourselves. And so I guess that would just be it, you know, enjoy the entertainment that you have um, when you feel like that's something you want to do and, and don't feel guilty about it. And as much as you can enjoy it with other people um, in whatever way that you can, whether it's through Zoom or through, um, you know, platform like Team Talk and or Skype, whatever platform you have to interact with other people, take advantage of it. I noticed a lot of people on Facebook have been doing watch parties and it, you know, I've never done that. So I don't know what is entailed in that is how that works. But, you know, do what you have to do to keep up that interaction with people in any way that you can, even if you can't do things face to face. You know, and it's important to meet new people, even in this time when we can't get out there and be face to face. There are meetups, you know, online meetups that you can take part in. Do something different. Be different. Get out there and do something that you would not normally do because we cannot, we are not in the same time as we were in March. Things have changed and we have to adapt and we have to find ways of being a part of a community online. You know, a lot of us have team talk, but there's also, you know, if you, if you are low vision, you have to have that aspect of face-to-face communication sometimes. You have to, you know, let people see your face and see other people's faces. You you can't, you know, stay bottled up. And so Zoom meetings or Team Talk or other things, get out there and show people who you are and that you still exist because that's that's going to be important in the coming months is to show people that you are still there and and to let you know so you could also see that people are still there and that will help you know really alleviate some of the stress while we're in these times but the important thing is be you have fun do something that will not drive you crazy and just get out there and be yourself and don't let being at home instead having to stay home keep you from doing that you know i see youtube videos from tech folks and all and you know news broadcasters all the time now where they're still at home but they're still doing their jobs so we can also be stress-free and do our part to be part of communities online and make ourselves uh still part of society and still grow while we're still in our houses so it's very important with all that said leslie where can people find you online you can find me producing content for iaccessibility you can email me at leslie at iaccessibility.net. And you can find me on Twitter at lady underscore lessa, L-E-S-S-A. All right, Jeff, what about you? Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P. Or you can email me at jeff.bishop at iaccessibility.net. And Jason, what about you? People can find me producing outtakes. I, I mean, um, content for accessibility. <laughs> You can, I did that on purpose, by the way. You can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net. You can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE91. And for the record, I make no promises in updating my Facebook and Twitter every single day. But I will try to get better at updating those um social media places operative word being try um i do ask that if you add me to social media that you do let me know that you have found me from the iacast network you can contact me by all at charles.heiser1993 at gmail.com uh, you can find me on facebook with uh, charles heiser you can follow me on Twitter at TriStar, T-R-I-S-T-A-R, 1693. And if you really want to kind of torture yourself just a little bit, you could also find me on Skype at live colon TriStar, 1693. 
All right, you could find me, Michael Doeys, producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys, that's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. And you could find me on, you know, everywhere online, Michael Doeys on Facebook, Mike Doeys on Twitter. And uh, my website is at MichaelDoeys.com. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the IACast. It's been a very awesome episode. I think we have talked about a lot, and um, we have had some wonderful folks here. Thanks, uh, all the folks listening on the stream. want to thank Charles for being here again this week. He had to step out a little early due to some technical difficulties, but uh, we thank him for being here. And we will be back next week for our next episode, which I'm very excited about. And this episode is going to be What If? And we're going to examine all the possibilities of what if, you know, we're going to see iOS 14, which we know nothing about except for the rumors. We're going to have macOS new versions. We're going to have, you know, all these new things coming out later in the year, new Android versions, new devices, new software from, you know, uh, we're going to have games and all these things. So next week is a speculation podcast. What if, you know, we could see this? What What is our imagining of what can come out? And um, I have some pretty cool thoughts for iOS and iPadOS. So uh, you will have to hear those next time on the next podcast. So Please stay tuned for that, and we I'm very excited about that, that episode. So we'll see you next time on a new episode of the IA Cast. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the IA Cast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.